Aaron Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. This is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'm going to get it. Because I, 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 been waiting all night. It's game time. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield, Ward White. Along with Aaron Sexton, we welcome you into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Aaron, Monday, and a, a lot to get to in a short period of time. We've, we've got more football, and we've got it wall-to-wall for you here. Uh, and we'll sneak in, of course, the Ranger report for you. But we've got a lot of football to get to over the next couple of hours as uh, we get you going here on a Monday. And, you know, it, it, the, what, what I like about Monday is we get to recap a football weekend and then start gearing up for a brand new week of football. So Monday is really kind of a cool – it used to be, you know, Monday is like, oh, oh, Monday. But Monday's kind of that transition day for us uh, when it comes to football. Ward, and, and, and we'll talk about the weekend that was – and look ahead to the weekend that is, and get and get you start getting you set for for all the good stuff coming up. So we'll, we'll talk about the good stuff we just saw and, and participated in, and we'll get to the good stuff that's coming up. I mean, I I don't know how you can go wrong with that kind of a Monday. No, it, it's a great Monday, and it's uh, that way every week. That's the beauty of having college football back. So so tell me what you did on Friday night. Uh, Friday night was your open night. What mm-hmm. did what did one Ward Whites do on Friday night? A rare night off in the football season. Uh well, I watched football. <laughs> I went to a football game on did Friday. Did you night. really? Yeah, absolutely. Well, good for you. Yeah. Did our team win or did our team not win? They got beat. That's not good. No, that's not good. So. Not good. All right. So, but yeah, I went I went to uh watch my uh, brother and father play a game. Well, they, no, they didn't play. The, they, they coached the game. I was going to say, I mean, I know your dad's could probably still go at the wide receiver spot, but I mean. <laughs> that might be fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Brother's a pulling guard, isn't yeah. he? <laughs> <laughs> that might be fun to watch, too. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Uh, anyway, uh, isn't it weird, though, that that's what we do? I yeah. mean, a couple I, of weeks ago, I I, I would have been lost if I wasn't doing well, that. I'm telling you, man, I had a, a Waco high plate on a Thursday night, so I had a Friday open. Mm-hmm. And what did I do? I went to a high school football game. And I'm sitting here thinking next week, not this coming Friday, but the following Friday is Waco High's open date. And so there won't be anything that weekend. And I'm starting to go, okay, let's start looking around and start figuring out what game we're going to. So, uh, you know, there you go. All right, uh, three minutes after four, we will talk some high school football, some college football, and uh, we'll get into the NFL. I, I just – and I don't want to dive too deep into this, but I want, I want to – I want to get – no, I'm not even going to do it. I, 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 we'll do it in the next segment. We'll do it in the next segment. <laughs> No, we're not. We're going to do it this segment. Was anybody throwing stuff at their television yesterday afternoon during the Cowboy game over the clock management from that coaching staff? And then the ignorant, and I do mean ignorant, explanation that I, that I read about this morning, that, that one of the clocks went out and they couldn't see the clock, and, and, and a cameraman was blocking the offensive coordinator so he couldn't see the clock. Ward, do they not have 75 guys up in a box with a headset on that can tell them how much time's left in the game? I would think so. I would and, think, and walk them right through it? And I can't believe they don't have a coach that's, you know, if, if something's going wrong that they can't find the back judge and go, okay, what's your official time? 
thank you yeah. and get a stopwatch and start running it. I mean, I mean, it's that easy. But it's you, not difficult. When, when when the play ended, there was, what, 33 seconds, I mm, think? Mm-hmm. You know that you can still either clock it or run another play. Do, I mean, you should. You, you, you could do whatever you needed to do. Mm-hmm. And just to let that – if he would have missed that field goal and they would have went into overtime and lost. Oof. Oof. Holy moly. Yeah, that Are would, you kidding me? Uh, that would have not been uh, – very favorable for one Mike McCarthy at all. And to me, it was a strange. We're talking a whole different. Oh, yeah. This is a different conversation today, I can assure you. And I just thought it was a strange football game in that I didn't think either defense was going to stop the, the opponent's offense. In fact, one of the announcers said this could be 40 to 35. But it was 20 to 17, and it was 20 to 17 on the final play of the game. Mm-hmm. How. Did you get the feeling that both offenses could do pretty much whatever they wanted to? Kind of felt like that at parts of the game, and then parts of the game it kind of felt like that, you know, that they they were their own worst enemy. Well, sometimes. particularly the Chargers. Yeah, particular they have two touchdowns wiped off the board, mm-hmm. uh, and then they have, <laughs> and I, and I know that there's bad calls throughout the football game, but I'm sorry, that's a bad call. He is not in the grasp. <laughs> He's still not in the grasp, but. You know, mm-hmm. it, it was called, and, and you, you have to live with that. And and they also missed a field goal, and, and there was – and I, how many offensive penalties did the Chargers have? I mean, just offensive I, I fouls. Yeah, I don't know. There was quite a few, and silly yeah. penalties. So, anyway, we'll get into all that coming up in a few minutes, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk some college football. What was the game of the day in college football, in your opinion? I, I like the SMU La Tech game. Tanner Mordecai throwing the Hail Mary for the for the winning touchdown. That How was, about that? That was a pretty good finish. Pretty good finish. I was pretty much glued to Mississippi State and Memphis. I thought that was a terrific football game. It was game. a good game. Absolutely uh, was a good football game. I tried to stay up for Iowa State and UNLV. I did stay up for Oklahoma State and Boise on the blue field. I didn't quite make the Iowa State UNLV game. Yeah, I, I first couldn't. of all, it w- wasn't very entertaining. Yeah, I, I was I was doing a game, so I didn't get to see either one of those. Well, I mean, you were, I mean, you could have went halfway around the world before and got back before <laughs> that. I mean, seriously, I mean, they're kicking the, the off only, at nine or ten o'clock at night. Ten, the, yeah. the only game that I could find on what by the time I got home was uh, the Hawaii game, and I tried to watch a little bit of it. But there was no fans in the stands. Why? It, it, Hawaii's not allowing it, and so really, yeah. And so I had, it, and it wasn't a very good football game. Now so who, I, who, I said, and you that know was what? on CBS I'm, Sports Network, right? Uh, I think it. Yeah, I think you're yeah. right. I think you're right. <laughs> Holy so moly! So I, I bailed out pretty quick on that. And said, <laughs> Nap <no>. time. <laughs> yeah, not doing that. Ah, uh, in so high school football wise. Uh, man, there were some good games. Argyle and La Vega was a terrific yeah, game. Yeah, it was. Uh, West and Rogers turned out to be a terrific game, just mm-hmm. like we thought it would be. So, mm-hmm. there was some good stuff. And uh, w- we want you to jump in on our CNC Collision Center text line. Best game of the weekend. High school, college, NFL, we don't care. What was the best game of the weekend? Our CNC Collision Center text line is 254-662-1660. 254-662-1660. Best game of the weekend. Uh, uh, on the CNC Collision Center text line, JC says the Cowboys should be 0-2. Penalties 
kill the Chargers. I, I'm telling you, penalties did kill the Chargers. Absolutely. I mean, they had two touchdowns wiped off the board uh, in, in that game. So, oh, I'm getting way ahead of myself. <laughs> I just thought about another another little nugget about the, the Cowboys that I'm curious about, and I want to get some, some thoughts on when we get to our Cowboys segment coming up in just a few minutes. But our CNC Collision Center text line, once again, is 254-662-1660. What was the best game of the weekend? Uh, Friday night football, a Saturday football game, college football game, or, or a Sunday NFL game? Which one did you think turned out to be the best football game that you watched or went to? We, uh, we'd, we'd love to get your thoughts on our CNC Collision Center text line. Again, that's 254-662-1660. Here's what we got for you this afternoon. Jerry Hill's going to join us around 430, and uh, he, uh, he was in Lawrence, and we'll talk about the Jayhawks and the Bears and then start looking ahead to Baylor and Iowa State. Uh, man, it, it is already game four of the season. and can it. Yeah, it's unreal. Unreal. Uh, I was thinking about it for high schools. It's game five. Mm-hmm. Game five. I mean, that's the We're halfway point. Yeah, that is the halfway point. Uh, we'll also get to uh, Calvin Watkins from the Dallas Morning News, and uh, we'll get Calvin's thoughts on the uh, football game. So we'll do all of that coming up on the program. Right now it's a nine minutes after four, four oh nine. This is game time from ESPN Central Texas. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since nineteen forty nine, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at the Nitsche this is the Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear and very warm this evening with increasing clouds overnight. Lows fall to 75 degrees. Hardly sunny skies tomorrow with a front on the way. It'll be very breezy with a 20% chance of showers. 91 degrees the high and then much cooler on Wednesday. It's not going to be as humid either with mostly sunny skies and 84. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2021. Third and four at the Tampa 21. Only heard here. Back goes Prescott. Deep ball down the right side. He's got Cooper on the right side of the end zone. All season. Comes up with the ball and the touchdown. Holy cow. Monday night, it's your Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. Live from AT&T Stadium. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Eagles Monday night at 6 on ESPN Central Texas. Dawn Power Wash Dish Spray. Why let those dishes pile up? Dawn Dish Spray cleans them super fast. Just spray it like a rinse. Maybe taking a nap. Clean those bottles in a snap. Just spray it like a rinse. Dawn Dish Spray, it's a spray for your dishes. Smoothie mess in a blender. Clean it easy, clean it fast. Just spray it like a rinse. Dawn Power Wash Dish Spray. How's it work again? Just spray it like a rinse. Have you heard about the new quesadilla? That's right, quesadilla. Their hottest new food in the country and way cool tacos and tamales at Union Hall is the place to get them. Delicious, savory braised beef on a bed of cheese and corn tortilla. Grilled crispy with onions and cilantro and served with a consomme dipping sauce. Way cool tacos in Union Hall, handcrafted with love and inspired by their family's generations of Tex-Mex recipes. Located in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in Waco. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. Ah, music to our ears. Just like the words of Randy and Dennis, real customers who decided to give Good Feet arch supports a try with a free fitting and test walk. In the morning, it felt like I was standing on marbles on my heel. 
working at an amusement park and being on my feet all day long, extreme pain every day, trying so many different things over the counter, none of it worked. When I went into the Good Feet store, the fitting was all about me. She brought out these two little art supports, tried them on, walked around the store with them, and immediately felt better. It's amazing. Your day becomes better and the sun shines. You know, it's a good life. See how our trusted specialists and personally fit arch supports can help with foot, knee, hip, and back pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lynch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor moves to 3-0 after beating Kansas 45-7 on Saturday. The Bears get ready to host number 14 Iowa State this Saturday at 2-30. Three teams in the Big 12 in the top 25. Oklahoma drops to number 4. Iowa State stays at number 14. And Kansas State enters at number 25. UMHB rolls on Saturday beating Southwestern 54-3. The crew is now at number 2 in the nation in the D3 football poll after North Central Illinois took the top spot. Greg Zerline hit a 56-yard field goal as time expired, and the Cowboys got past the Chargers 20-17 to move to 1-1. Cowboys home opener next Monday night versus the Eagles. Rangers lose the weekend series to the White Sox. Now Texas hits the road to face the Yankees, 6:05 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Back to the Alan Samuel Studios. All right, 415, 15 minutes after four. This is game time here on uh, Monday afternoon. Cowboys win it yesterday by a uh, 20 to 17 final. They get the Zerline field goal on the final play of the football game. 56 yarder for Zerline. 56 for the win. Right hash, snap, hold, kick, kick on the way, kick is good and the Cowboys win, we knew it all along, <laughs> just the way they planned it, Zerline from 56 for the win. Ah, the uh, the unmistakable sounds of the uh, voice of the Cowboys, Brad Sham of the Cowboy Radio Network, heard right here on ESPN Central Texas. And a little bit of context to that, because I was listening to the radio call, he was being sarcastic oh, because they were talking about how terrible the, the clock management was leading up to the field goal attempt. I, I'm telling you, you got one, even two plays comfortably, comfortably, maybe, maybe more depending on – the execution of those plays, I, I don't understand. And then did you read the explanation today? The, the explanation today just makes you want to scratch your head. <laughs> I mean, when he, the best part was when he's, he's talking about the offensive coordinator being blocked by the cameraman. Would you politely ask him to move? Are you kidding me? The cameraman's in the way? You're trying to win an NFL football game and a cameraman's in the way? Knock him on his can. Or her can. I don't care, but you've got to manage the football game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that doesn't make any sense. No. no. And then to say the, the clock that you've been watching the whole game went out? No. I, yeah, find I'm not, another one. I'm not buying any of that. <laughs> find another one. I promise you there's another one in the I, building. I, I would rather him just go to the podium and say, I blew it. I, I mismanaged again. 
I'd rather hear that than some because lame you know excuse. what? Then it be, then it's over. I yeah. mean, what else are you gonna say? Yeah. You know, he mismanaged the clock, and you move on. And, and and I'm not gonna put it. Ultimately, it's it's his deal because he's the head coach. But there's got to be other people involved in this thing. The people you're communicating with upstairs to help you with the play selection, down and distance, and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to say, hey, Mike, 33. 33 seconds, Mike. Uh, you know, clock's running. 33. Something. There's got to be some communication. Or if you can't see the clock and, you're, and the clock that you're watching went out, say, hey, fellas, how much time's left in the game? Find somebody. Yeah. Do we need to get the time out here or do we, or do we run a play? Mm-hmm. There's got to be some more communication than what we saw. I mean, and, you know, it worked out. It worked out. But it doesn't always work out that way. And we'll see how it goes. Okay, what, what, was, your, what was your impressions? First of all, let's get Mike McCarthy's thoughts on the game. You know, to come in here and win this game was important on a number of fronts uh, for us. We needed it, uh, and more, we needed the confidence that goes with this win. So, winning in this league so hard. So, I'm just, I'm just proud of the guys because uh, they're, they're doing everything the right way. So, I mean, we still have a lot of work to do. We're young in spots uh, in the game. Uh, it was great to get our young guys in there, uh, but I just, I just love the communication and the bounce back. You know, these football games always usually come down to the last couple series, um, and this, this definitely, this one here came right down to the last play. So, uh, excellent win for us. You know, it'll be a great playing ride home. Uh, they're, they're, you know, I, I, I really like their football team. Just, you know, competing against them and, you know, the way they play, uh, the talent, and so, this is, this is definitely, you know, one that we could build off of. So the Cowboys get the win. They're now one and one, and they got Philadelphia coming up on Monday night. A uh, couple of thoughts. What did you think of eleven playing defensive end? Uh, he was really good at it. Yes. <laughs> you know, we're sitting in here what on Thursday and Friday, just moaning and groaning about what are they going to do? No Demarcus, no Randy Gregory. Got to go play these young guys. Da 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 da. Never thought that. Hey, maybe that DC's got something up his sleeve. Now here's the question I got. And I know it's a one-game sample, mm-hmm. and I may be getting the cart before the horse, and I don't care. Don't you either leave him there or create a a kind of a hybrid thing where he can do a little bit of everything. But you, you've got to let him rush the passer from that spot more often. He was too good not to let him do that. Well, I think you could use him as a, a walk-off end that makes him a hybrid linebacker uh, walk-off end that can do some coverage and blitz from that position, which is a, a great idea to be able to use him in that situation. But I also feel like, and here's my take on it, you need him at linebacker once you get healthy back up front because Jalen Smith, I'm sorry, is still a liability back there. Yeah. Uh, could you go find one next year? And move him back to, to defensive end. He, you he, might could. He was pretty dead gum down. That's a. That's not a. You, look, you might could, but I'm just. It, he is so good at linebacker too. He's just a great athlete. They got to Herbert more than most teams get to Herbert. Period. Sure. Now, and, they it, didn't and it was all scheme. It, it, absolutely, it was and athletic skill set of of number eleven mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, his ability to make guys. I mean, stumble around, and they, they look like they never played football a couple of times, as good as he was making moves. Uh, and they weren't just those standard swim moves. I mean, he did some stuff. Well, it, it, they were using him as a hybrid, moving him out yeah. a little bit further where they had to try to get to him and scrape to him, and so that, that allowed him to be able to do that. Now, here's the other thing that you got to take into account. 
now the other 32 teams in the league have seen that <laughs> yeah. on film and they're going to make accountable for it. Yeah, they're going to say find 11. <laughs> yes, and, and, and get him on the ground. And, and you know what, running back, you got to chip him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. You, so, you can't let him get to our guy. Right. No, I, I get all that. But you know what, if he's going to take up two people, I, I'm good with it. Well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm I, good I with think it. so too. But, again, I, I still go back to I, – I, I'm sorry and – I know he's maybe a fan favorite and everything, but he's a huge liability back there. Jalen Smith just he, – he he does not do anything for me at that linebacking position anymore. And I know he's a rook, and, and I know things are tough, but, man, uh, those corners, oh, they had a rough day. I mean, they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was yeah. it was a bad day at the office for Diggs. I mean, it was. It, it was. And also, too – I mean, you're you're staring at a, at a really good quarterback that makes some good decisions with the football, and so that makes things a little bit more mm-hmm. difficult on you. I, I I think they played okay. They held their water in most cases, but they're going to have to get better. They're just going to have to get better to to not have other teams try to do that to them on a regular basis. I, I, and, and I'm going to say it because I think it's the truth. If the Raiders would have got out of their own way yesterday, they would have won the football game. I think you mean the the Chargers. I mean the Chargers. Sorry, yeah, La, one of those Los Angeles teams, one of those California teams, <laughs> Oakland, Los Angeles, San Diego. You pick. Uh, no, seriously, I think if if the if the Chargers would have got out of their own way, they'd have won the football game. It's very possible. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that at all. It's hard to score in the old NF and L, mm-hmm. uh, and they had fourteen wiped off the board. Yeah, I mean, so. and you know that's just some bad bad penalties, and one of them. Could have been questionable, but, I mean, it still goes down as taking it off the board. So, yep. so guys, what did we think of uh, the, the running back situation with the Cowboys? <laughs> I, I think it's in good shape right now. If if Kellen Moore will utilize it, that's, that's the question. I mean, is that going to be a staple, or is this a one-time deal where they're just trying to keep the other quarterback off the field, which you should do anyway. But, I mean, I think that they – understood that, hey, we need to keep their offense on the sidelines, so this week we're going to try to run the football. You ought to go into it every – you know my feelings, and, 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 I, and I'm old, and I, and I get it, but you should that should be your game plan every single week, period. Well, well, and they had a great – I mean, there was a great explanation by Tony Romo. I mean, I, I, the, look, I, I wasn't the biggest Tony Romo guy when he first started this, but I, I'm really starting to kind of like. I mean, because he can speak football if he needs to speak football, but he can also speak to us, you know. And, and so he he was explaining that you know most teams place us you know the, a safety over the top. San Diego played two safeties over the top, mm-hmm. which obviously takes one guy out of the box, one less guy out of the box, run the football, and sure. that's exactly what they did. It Absolutely. wasn't it wasn't brain surgery. No, I mean. But I'm sitting here going, man, Pollard averaged eight yards a carry. Zeke averaged four yards a carry. Well, and but they were utilizing them differently, too. They were running them in, in different schemes, basically, and allowed Pollard to get outside the tackles and use his speed. Zeke was used more in inside runs. And Why? Well, well, I, he, he's not a fullback. I, I don't know. But, I mean, you know, they were running up in the line with Zeke. And, look, he did a great job of it, too. And he broke off some big runs. Yeah, he, you know, he, he punished him a couple of yeah, times. Yeah, he no broke question. off some big runs. So, uh, you know, I I like the way they used it. I think if you had Zeke running some of those plays that Pollard got. The maybe, stretch? The stretch plays. Maybe he busts it. 
but I don't know that for a fact. Um, I, I still think they're both very – they complement each other very well, very well, and I, I like using both of them. It was an interesting game. I mean, again, I'll go back and tell you that if I just got the feeling that it was two offensive teams doing whatever they wanted to do, but you look at the stinking scoreboard at 17-17, mm-hmm. you know. Did you get the same feeling? I, I told everybody before that game, uh, it, the, the score is probably going to be 35-34. I don't know who's going to win because I, I, I didn't think either team would get many stop, defensive stops. In the first half, they, they really didn't. Uh, penalty stop both teams and, and yeah. turnovers. Now, in the second half, there were some defensive stops. There were some big defensive stops, and there were some force. – I'm going to force you to kick a field goal situation, too. Mm-hmm. Now, there was huge plays made all over the football field, but when push comes to shove, there were some stops made by both both defensive units. Neither team was great in the red zone. Nope. nope. So, I mean, and that's some place in the NFL you have to be good. If you're going to win a lot of games, you got to win the red zone. Well, that's what they keep talking about. It, the opportunities to score is so hard. The average, I think, the NFL average is, what, 28 points a game? Mm-hmm. So, if you're going to score, when you get into plus territory, and, and particularly into the red zone, you got to put points on the board. You have to. And preferably six, not three. Mm-hmm. You so, kick field goals in the NFL, you lose games. Yeah, and and I, more times than not. I, I, and I don't know if you guys watched any of the early games, and I'm trying to remember which one it was, but – they they there was a game where it was fourteen. I can't remember. Was it fourteen to six? No, it was fourteen to three. That's what it was. It was fourteen to three, and they scored a touchdown to make it fourteen to nine, and went for two, with plenty of time still left on the clock. And I thought, okay, what are you doing? If you don't get the two point conversion, then it's fourteen to nine. And or sixteen to nine or something to that effect. They they were gonna be, it, if they didn't get it, they were gonna be forced to go for a two point conversion on the second go around as well. Where if they would have kicked, then it would have been they would have been within seven. Did you remember that game? Yeah, I can't. I I, I do, and I can't remember which one. I mean, I watched. It may, that, been, it may have been seventeen to three. I don't remember. Was it the Pittsburgh Raider, uh, Pittsburgh game? I want to say it was Philadelphia. What was Philadelphia's final? Uh, look, look that up for me, would you? Philadelphia, uh, they – let's see. Where is they got the beat. Yeah. I, I just saw it just a few minutes ago, and I don't – I didn't see any of that game. I was busy. Uh, they got beat 17 to 11. 17 to 11. That's it. So, that, so when they – so it was 17 to 3, right? They scored to make it 17 to 9. Mm-hmm. They're down 8. They go for 2. Why didn't you kick there and be down and, you know, make your extra point, then you're down seven at home. You you score again and kick, and it's a tie football. Because if you don't get it, then you have to go for two just to tie. I, I just – and I'm sure they had the little card out, and that's what the little card says to do. But – and it was early, though, in the fourth quarter. I mean, it was uh, – Was that the – that was – so that touchdown gave them eleven at that point. That touchdown gave them nine, nine. So so you, they went for two and got it, right? Which so, made it eleven, right? So then a touchdown and an extra point wins it. But if you don't get that two point conversion, you're at seventeen to but nine. Two, two field goals tie the game. So if you get in field goal range two more times and you have to kick two field goals, you're tied at seventeen. Yeah, I guess maybe. I, I, I just, mean, that's the thought process. I, I just that. thought, I just thought, if you kick the extra point, then mm-hmm. you're, te- you're, you're, 
it's just like being seven to nothing or fourteen to seven. I mean, right. you're down a touchdown. Right, but uh, they they wanted to make it a six point game so they could kick two field goals and, and and at least send it to overtime if they needed to. But doesn't isn't that a higher risk than a reward? Because if you don't, sure it is. If you don't, then you're forced to score and get the two just to tie. Right. And I thought, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it, when they lined up to go for two, I thought this is different. And, but that, and, that's why they did it. And it wasn't late in the game. It wasn't like there was three minutes to go or two minutes to go in the game. It, it was, you know, there was plenty of football to still be. But anyway, that just occurred to me while I was watching mm-hmm. and waiting patiently on the Cowboys and the Chargers. All right, it's a 428. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We're going to jump back in and talk about the Bears and the uh, Jayhawks and then look ahead to Iowa State. We'll do that with Jerry Hill next on ESPN Central Texas. <laughs> It's the Baylor Coaches Show this Wednesday with the voice of the Bears, John Morris, live from Rudy's in Waco. Join us Wednesday and hear from new track and field coach Michael Ford and head football coach Dave Aranda. That's Wednesday at the new time, 7 to 8 p.m., live from Rudy's. The Baylor Coaches Show this Wednesday here on ESPN Central Texas. This is Jim Haller proudly speaking for Redwoods Incorporated. My wife and I had been thinking about the need to replace our old Redwood deck for a couple of years, but just kept procrastinating because of the big hassle we thought the project would be. That was the case until one day I picked up the phone and called Greg Evans at Redwoods Incorporated. He was nice enough to come out to our home the next morning and talk to us about the options available. He suggested what we needed to do from the decking material to the railings to the lighting to an outstanding contractor. To make a long story short we said let's go for it and a week and a half later thanks to redwoods incorporated we had a beautiful new deck to enjoy and to make it even better the cost was less than we had budgeted redwoods incorporated exceeded our expectations if you have a project in mind and want the best in wood products and customer service go see greg or scott at redwoods incorporated conveniently located off north valley mills drive on esther street behind applebee's restaurant you'll be glad you did Hey, it's Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Exceptional experience, extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Cherry Law Firm. They're trial lawyers with over 100 years combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases as well as business disputes. Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Cherry now has an office in Waco managed by local attorney Craig Cherry. Craig Cherry is triple board certified. Fewer than 1% of all lawyers in Texas are triple board certified. He's obtained significant settlements and verdicts for his clients, due in no small part to his ingenuity and relentless tenacity. His tireless dedication and ability to anticipate his opponent's next move makes him the ultimate opponent in the courtroom. Learn more about Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Cherry Law Firm at swclaw.com. That's SWCLaw.com. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our edge checking or savings accounts and earn interest, cash back, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lynch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor moves to 3 0 after beating Kansas 45 7 on Saturday. The Bears get ready to host number 14 Iowa State this Saturday at 2 30. Three teams in the Big 12 in the top 25. Oklahoma drops to number 4. Iowa State stays at number 14. And Kansas State enters at number 25. UMHB rolls on Saturday, beating Southwestern 54 3. The crew is now at number 2 in the nation in the D3 football poll after North Central Illinois took the top spot. Greg Zerline hit a 56-yard field goal as time expired, and the Cowboys got past the Chargers 20-17 to move to 1-1. Cowboys home opener next Monday night versus the Eagles. Rangers lose the weekend series to the White Sox. Now Texas hits the road to face the Yankees, 6:05 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. Here we go from the 31. It's Abram Smith in the backfield now off to the left side of Bohannon. Fake the handoff. Oh, pass they, near side to R.J. Sneed <laughs> to the 40. 45 slips out of a tackle. He's still on his feet at the 40, the 30, the 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, R.J. Sneed. Good stuff. R.J. Sneed on the catch, and uh, the uh, Bears get the touchdown, and they got many, many touchdowns as uh, we welcome into the program the uh, Director of Sports Journalism and from the Baylor Bear Insider, Jerry Hill. Jerry, how are we today? Tommy, it's a great Monday, right? Absolutely. We were just talking about that. Mondays are now kind of cool. You get to wrap up a, a fun weekend and then start looking ahead to the to the next weekend. I mean, how, right. it, it, yeah, it's a it's a good day, and, and, you know, we always have the Aranda Press Conference and uh, get a little maybe nanner pudding, something like that. <laughs> so it's a good way to start the, start the week. Yes, indeed, and we did have ourselves some nanner yeah. pudding today. Yeah. Uh, and uh, let, let, let's talk a little bit about the Kansas game. And, and, and I, I had a uh, uh, an opportunity to sit down one-on-one uh, -on -one with Coach Aranda after the press conference, and, and we'll hear that at 5.15 today. I started with defense, Jerry. When you when you give up seven points in, in right. or, or fourteen and eight quarters, man, you're putting your football team in a great position to win a football game. Yeah, and I do think it starts with defense. I mean, I know the offense put up a lot of yards and points and all that, but uh, you know, Tom, to me, in the second half in particular, it started with the defense because you know Kansas had had that one long drive at, at the end of the second quarter, got it fourteen seven. So it's kind of right there, and they're getting the ball to start the second half. Mm -hmm. And the defense goes out there and stops them, you know, does back-to-back -back three and outs, and, and the offense scores, you know, 14 points in the first six minutes of the third quarter, and basically the game's over. But, yeah, that that was the key, though, and that is where it started. And they held them to 166 yards for the game. Yeah, I know it's Kansas. Uh, you know, I know that. But, you know, let's. I, they those guys hung with Coastal Carolina for a good bit, and they did not hang with Baylor. And that's and we were talking about that one, and I don't care if it's one sixty six against air. That is terrific. Yeah. That puts your team in a great spot. I, I thought the opening drive, Jerry. I mean, you had balance and run, you had balance mm -hmm. and pass. I mean, that was just as clean an opening drive as you're going to see in football. Yeah, and I I tell you, uh, Coach Grimes has done a great job with this offense because, and you know, he obviously came in with the reputation and the hype and all that, but you know, he's he's proven it. Um, you know, he's put it. He's put a product out there that's pretty special. And, um, you know, like you said, they have had the balance. Bohannon 
you know, threw for almost 300 yards, two touchdowns. They rushed, uh, rushed for like over 300 yards again. So, yeah, I mean, they, they've done it both ways and have been really balanced. Uh, I know at one point I looked up and, and I think the yardage was like, you know, 265 rush, 266 pass or something. You know, I mean, that's how balanced it's been. Jerry, what was the difference in the first half and the second half for this offense, you think? Um, I think part of it was, you know, not having the penalties. Um, you know, obviously they turned it turned it over once, uh, you know, they're in the first half, first quarter, and that stopped one drive. And then, you know, you on another drive uh, or, you know, another potential score was the uh, punt return that, uh, you know, got called for the holding penalty. So, you know, you add those up and it, you know, you could have easily scored 28 points or more in the first half. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, holding on to the ball, they did have one uh, turnover in the second half, but it was, you know, late enough where they had already kind of gotten on a nice roll. Like I said, scored 14 points in in uh, the, those first six minutes of the third quarter. But I, what I don't know is they made any big, you know, changes or anything, big adjustments. I think it was just, you know, going out there and, you know, doing what they do. I don't think they had a penalty in the second half. So that's another big thing. You know, they that's been kind of their bugaboo some, particularly in the first game. Um, and, and I believe they had five penalties in the first half, zero in the second half. Jerry, we were talking about this uh, earlier, and, and it, it, I, Ebner and Smith, mm-hmm. their numbers are almost identical. Uh, number yeah. of carries, number of yards, uh, number of yards per carry. But they're two totally different running backs that teams have to prepare for. I agree in a way, Tommy. But you know the way Ebner is running this year, he's a little bit similar to Abram in that he is going more downhill. Um, you know, he he still has a little bit of the shake and bake, but he's a good downhill runner now, and that's what he hadn't had in in the past. But uh, now certainly Abram, I mean, he will. He's running to contact. <laughs> yeah, he will hurt you. Um, you know, and that was. I, somebody was asking after the game, you know, what what running back hurts you when, when you watch him? And, I, you know, I, I'm not sure exactly where that question was coming from, but I understand what he's talking about. Like, you know, who makes you almost kind of cringe when he runs? And I think that's – I think that is Abram Smith. I mean, he's just – you know, he's been a linebacker, he's been a running back, and he's got a little bit of that defensive mentality. But, yeah, he's looking for contact. Jeff Grimes used a couple of defensive players in at fullback and had that opportunity for a fullback to even get in the end zone. But being able to have that added wrinkle going in through Big 12 play, how much does that help this offense be a little more diverse? Yeah, I got to tell you, Ward, I was a little, I was a little surprised when they handed the ball off to the fullback because I knew he had done some of that. And actually, the one that was in there that scored was is a tight end or is in the tight end room, but he's you know lined up a little bit at fullback and but they've had Dylan Doyle in there and and I believe they've had Braden Utley in there but yeah I mean it, it, you put that on film and people have to prepare for it you may you may not run that fullback dive the rest of the year but you've got it in the film and you've got to prepare for that so yeah and and, and I tell you another thing that they've done and and of course this is what he's done in the past that he uses the tight end those guys are not out there as just a sixth offensive lineman or just a blocker um, you know, they were targeted, I believe, eight times in this game. Baylor threw 24 passes, and eight of them were to tight ends. So uh, that's that's something we haven't seen here. But, you know, obviously he did that at BYU. He had a freshman last year that caught 12 touchdown passes. So 
I don't know that Ben Sims is going to catch that many, but he is going to catch some passes. Well, and that's a great point. Uh, you're you're going to throw to the tight end. Mm-hmm. You're you're going to use that tight end as an H, and you're going to use that tight end in the fullback. So there's yeah. a multitude of things that they're going to do with the tight end, and they carry a lot of tight ends, and they've actually moved some people into that tight end position and mm-hmm. into that tight end room, including uh, Jackson. Yeah, Jackson Shep. Uh, yeah, he's he moved from defensive end to uh, tight end, and. And actually, he's in there. He's probably the best blocker of the group, and it's probably because he's like 6'5", 280-something. So, I mean, he's got the size for sure but and has not got a pass. But uh, I believe he started a couple of games and, mm-hmm. and done well. And you're right. I mean, they they carry a lot of those guys and, and use a lot of them. Um, you know, two of the other guys caught passes in that game. Gavin Yates, you know, obviously scored on the two-yard dive, but he also caught about 15-yard uh, pass great Dabney caught a pass and Ben Sims finished with four catches including that first TD grab which was really nice he went up high to get it so yeah the tight ends are actually making their presence known with this Baylor football team Jerry one of the biggest questions coming into the season was how is this offensive line going to gel and come together yeah. for this offense a- after the first three ball games I-, I know you have to take the opponent into consideration yeah. but does it look like that these guys are, are having fun, they got that cohesiveness you're looking for, being able to put their hand in the ground, get a little dirty on the offensive line and be nasty? Yeah, I think they like this offense a lot. I mean, I, I think the when you've got, you know, maybe more mobile guys, I think this wide zone fits them where they're kind of on the move the whole time. So I think they like that part. And, man, they love running the ball. You know, that's with most offensive linemen. I think I think for the most part, those offensive linemen would rather just, hey, let's run the ball, pound the rock, um, you know, get dirty, that kind of thing. And, and, and these guys have done that. Um, and you're right, Ward. I mean, you got to gauge it against the competition. But, you know, they have been really dominant up front. I mean, they averaged almost 10 yards per carry against Texas Southern. And, and obviously – uh, rush the ball for, you know, I, I thought this would be a little bit of a test because Kansas had held up better than that. But, you know, uh, Baylor still went out there and, and rushed the ball for 300 yards. So uh, I, this this test this week will be a huge test for this uh, offense because Iowa State, I believe, is leading the nation in total defense. Jerry, one, one final thought on Kansas, and then we'll turn our attentions to uh, yep. to the Cyclones. Uh, your overall impressions through the first three weeks of special teams, I think they've been very, very good. Yeah, I think it's been solid and, and in some areas really, really good. Um, you know, had had just the one holding call on what would have been an 80, 86, I believe, yard uh, punt return mm-hmm. by Tristan Ebner. He had another 50-yarder. Um, you know, the punter has been solid, not spectacular, um, the kickoff guy, uh, Rauschenberg, had eight kickoffs, eight touchbacks. Um, and then you had uh, Isaiah Hankins, the uh, freshman kicker, walk-on kicker, I might add, that kicked a 48-yard field goal this week. So, yeah, they've been very solid. It, it, you know, maybe not, um, you know, game changers or, you know, and they, they haven't blocked the kicks like Matt Rule's teams did. But, uh, yeah, I think they've been – I still think they've been winning the special teams battle and and certainly have some great threats as returners. Iowa State coming in this week, and the defense has been able to get off the field, uh, and especially last week, uh, third down conversion is really good for the Baylor defense. How important is it for them to keep that going against a team like Iowa State? Just get off the field and give your offense a chance. Yeah, I think that will be big this week, Ward. Uh, you know, 
that Iowa State obviously has some incredible threats. Reese Hall, I mean, he was a unanimous, I believe, first-team All-American last year. Uh, Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year, uh, you know, rushed for over 1,500 yards. Uh, he's off to a little bit of a slow start. He, he just had his first 100-yard game against UNLV this last week. But he's, you know, he's the guy you have to really zero in on because if you can kind of keep that bottled up, if you can keep him from really beating you, uh, you know, and maybe make Brock Purdy beat you past, and I think you've got a much better chance. Um, Brock Purdy can really fool you. He does a lot of, you know, fake pumping and, and all that stuff. Uh, but, you know, if you can kind of play your technique and all that and keep him contained, then I think you got a great chance. But, uh, yeah, I think the key will be getting that Iowa State offense off the field and getting your offense on the field because um, that's, that's you know, obviously that's where you're going to score points. But uh, and that that's very simple, but I just think um, if if Baylor can at least contain Iowa State and not let Brees Hall run nuts, I think they I think they definitely have a chance in this game. Jerry, is this is this going to be one of those those old fashioned football games where it's just hey, it's nothing real fancy, my mm-hmm. my eleven against your eleven, and, and let's yeah. get physical and see who wins this game. Yeah, and that was kind of the point Dave Aranda made was you know this is an old time game and that. And he likes that, you know, and I think he respects, um, you know, their defensive coordinator quite a bit and just what they do on defense as well. You know, you know, good recognizes good, I guess. Great recognizes great. And, and uh, Aranda really likes their defense and the way they play. They're a very physical, big, you know, big linebackers in there and big, uh, big defensive line. So, yeah, I could see it definitely being that just, you know, kind of a, what snot nose, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to remember what Johnny Tusa would call it, but you know that's that's the kind of game it's going to be. When you look at this uh, Iowa State offense, do you and going back to Baylor's offense, is this a game where you might take some chances early and try to take the top off early just to put them back on their heels if you're successful? Yeah, I think you'd like to take some deep shots. I really do. I, you know, and and they again, it's something else that they've got on film. And they did a little bit of it uh, this this past game of, of getting that intermediate pass over the linebackers. I think you might see some of that. And particularly if Iowa State tries to stack the box, you could see uh, uh, Gary Bohannon maybe trying to hit some of those deeper passes or maybe just a little bit um, longer pass over the middle um, like he did. I know he did with R.J. Sneed one time. So um, you might see some of those. But, yeah, I think you'd love to take a shot and, and, uh, you know, kind of – I think ideally you get off to a great start. You, you get a lead and make them come from behind. Jerry, man, we appreciate it. Uh, should be a lot of fun Saturday. Look forward to it, the uh, the Bears. And, and again, we we all said doesn't matter what the schedule looks like. Uh, this right. team needed to be 3-0 and going into game four, and that's exactly where they sit. So, they're on schedule. That's right. They've done what they needed to do. You know, needed to be 3-0. and right now and and i think after the first week they they especially did what they needed to do the first week was just about winning you know it was on the road it was just weird conditions and stuff and and you took care of business so yeah they're they're three and oh they took care of business and and now you now the real test will begin appreciate it my friend we'll talk to you soon thanks tony talk to, talk to you later that is jerry hill uh, from the Baylor Bear Insider and the Director of Sports Journalism uh, as the Bears now get ready for the Cyclones. And I, I'm telling you, Ward, I, I think this could be one of those old-fashioned, you know, because Baylor wants to run the football. 
I, Iowa State wants to run the football. Uh, you know, this is no fair dodge, and let's go. Yeah, I it could turn into that, but I, I feel like that whichever team comes up with the big play is going to maybe flip the switch and change the script up for the other offensive coordinator just a little bit. It could. It, it could, but, uh, but – uh, you know, I was again. I watched a little bit of Iowa State the other night before I, before I hit the do, the uh, the snooze button. But uh, uh, you know, they want to be physical. I mean, and you can tell that they're going to be physical, and I think that's kind of what Baylor's kind of mo is starting to become. They want to be mm-hmm. physical up front in that wide zone offense. So we'll see. Uh, and and that's why they play them. They all start zero to zero, and away we go on Saturday. We'll begin Saturday morning at 10.30. I started to say, and away we go Saturday afternoon. That's when we kick it. We'll kick it at 2.30, but we'll start broadcasting it at 10.30 with Game Day Live out in Touchdown Alley. All right, uh, it is uh, 4.49. We're going to get to the Ranger Roundup here in just a couple of minutes. But right now, let's talk about Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. They're open until 4.30. They just closed. Ooh, so that means tomorrow. we got to go tomorrow, everybody. 1810 Herring, the best burgers in Waco. They've got the, the secret uh, ingredient that they put in there. Now, they won't tell anybody what it is. It's a, it's just a secret flavoring that the, that they put on it, and and it, it just makes for an outstanding hamburger. And the other reason it's an outstanding hamburger is when you place the order, that's when they go to cooking it. It's not it, – it hadn't been sitting under a heat lamp for 45 minutes like other places. Now, again, they won't cook it until you place the order. and You can have it any way you want it. You can have it with onions, without onions. You can have it with – ketchup or mustard or mayonnaise or all three or two out of three whatever you want or you can have it dry i've seen people go ain't nothing on it. i don't want anything but bread and meat i've seen some people have it without bread it, you can have your burger any way you want it at double r old-fashioned hamburgers they also do a, a great job with catering so if you've got a, an event coming up a wedding or something and you don't you don't have to do burgers if you don't want to do burgers when it comes to catering they'll cater anything for you uh contact david or perry at uh, 753-1603 that's 753-1603 it's double r old-fashioned hamburgers we'll see you there tomorrow it's the Baylor Bears and the Iowa State Cyclones this Saturday from McLean Stadium. And our coverage of Baylor football begins with game day live Saturday morning at 1030, live from Touchdown Alley right here on ESPN Central Texas. Game day live is presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni and brought to you in part by Barnett Contracting, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, Common Grounds, NeighborWorks Waco, Oakley's Rustic Grill, Oakley's Shuck and Shack, Steckler Wayne Cochran Cherry Law Firm. Baylor Game Day Live is also brought to you in part by TFMB, your bank for life. Total Office Solutions, Old Chicago. Hurley Benefit Services, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Walk on Sports Bistro, Maya Fuels, and Central National Bank. It's the Bears and the Cyclones, and it's this Saturday morning at 1030 on ESPN Central Texas. If you're self-employed, you have a special health insurance problem. Michael Hurley of Hurley Benefit Services. I'm trying to help the individual out there who makes too much to qualify for any help, any subsidy or benefits from the government towards their health insurance, but does not have the income to pay the incredibly high premiums we find if you're buying your insurance individually. You can have individual or group coverage that is a lot better, that costs a lot less. HurleyBenefits.com. H-U-R-L-E-Y Benefits.com.
The one stop for all your farm and ranch supplies is China Spring Country Store. They are an official Purina dealer. When it's time to buy feed for all your animals, including dogs, cats, and exotic pets, China Spring Country Store also has the latest styles from the most popular brands of women's Western clothing, including those comfortable shoes from Hey Dude, plus jewelry, lawn and garden products and Plum Creek Crockers that will be perfect for your front porch. Go by and see Taylor, Melissa, and the gang at China Spring Country Store, 9030 China Spring Highway. Marineland Boating Center, Crest Pontoons, and Mercury Marine believes no matter how you boat, the water unites us all. Crest Pontoons offer a level of quality, safety, style, and comfort that is unparalleled in the industry. Mercury outboards are durable, reliable, and powerful. Whether you're fishing, pulling a tube, or just getting away from it all to relax, Marineland Boating Center has the perfect model for you. Take time to live the pontoon life and experience the Crest standard of excellence. Powered by Mercury at Marineland Boating Center in Waco, making memories since 1983. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer boys.com time now for the ranger roundup brought to you by kaleo wealth management group not a good day for the rangers yesterday wrapping up the uh, homestand they lose to the white Sox by a final of seven to two uh willie calhoun was two for four in the game adolis garcia was 0 for three but did drive in a run and uh uh, Kiner Falefa was two for three. He scored a run, and he also drove in a run. Giolito with the one-two, and that's a line drive over the second baseman, Hernandez, into right field. A base hit for Kiner Falefa. Peters comes in to score, and the Rangers are on the board here, trailing five to one. Trailing five to one, end up losing seven to two, and now the uh, Rangers head out on the road. They'll take on the New York Yankees, and we'll have that series beginning tonight right here on ESPN Central Texas. We'll, uh, we'll join it right at uh, uh, just just about first pitch time around 6 o'clock here on the program. So uh, keep that in mind. So that is our Ranger Roundup. It is a 4.55. We're five away from five. Thanks to Joe Kaleo and Kaleo Wealth Management for bringing you the uh, Ranger Roundup today. We're going to take a second. We're going to talk about Circle Drug Pharmacy 3211 Robinson Drive. Here's the phone number, by the way, uh, 662-0774. That's 662-0774. It's a locally owned independent pharmacy. I was in there the other day, walked in. The first thing I hear, hey, Tom, how you doing? It's 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 Doc Everett. It's Steve Doc Everett who's uh, working the, the counter, and he, he he sees me and says, how, how, do you, how you doing? And you know what? He does that with all the customers that come in there. Whether he knows you or not, he's going to greet you. He appreciates you being there. He appreciates that you have chosen Circle Drug to do uh, to do your business. And, and, and that's it's just that kind of that warmth that you get when you go into uh, to Circle Drug that I just absolutely love. There's pl- you can go a lot of places and buy your and make your purchases on your pharmaceutical needs, but man, I, I like going there because I feel like, you know, they know me, I know them and, and you know, we we get a conversation going and it's just it's just that hometown feel. And that's what I love about Circle Drug. They they offer free delivery to your home or to your office. They've got uh, walkers and wheelchairs. They uh, they do uh they do uh 
uh, vaccines. If you want to get, if you need a vaccine, they can certainly take care of you right there at Circle Drug. They're open Monday through Friday from nine until six, and I love this. They're open Saturdays nine until two. Yeah, they're giving up part of their weekend to make it convenient for you. A lot of us work, you know, on Saturdays, and so getting by uh, the the drugstore is not the easiest thing in the world. So they're open until two o'clock on Saturdays. Uh, just for your convenience, and again, free delivery if you need it. And if you, if you know, if you go by there, you can go in. You can go through the uh, drive-through. You, they've got curbside, curbside service. They got a walk-up window. Hey, man, I'm telling you, whatever you need, they're going to take care of you at Circle Drug. Recently on the Matt Mosley Show, it is Mac Rhodes, the director of athletics. When people go through adversity together, I think it can bring them them closer together, and I really think that's that's happened for the eight of us. And then just excited for the four that uh, will be joining the the, the, the conference. And um, I, I I think there's a, a special opportunity for for the Big Twelve to to be better than it's ever been before. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Wings Pizza and Things has been your go-to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 big screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made-from-scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years. Come as you are and enjoy food you won't forget at Oakley's Rustic Grill and Oakley's Shuck and Shack at the Route 77 Food Truck Park. Oakley's Rustic Grill features burgers, baskets, and po' boys, plus a Monday through Friday lunch special. One entree, two sides for $8.99. Try the buffalo mac and cheese. It's mac and cheese topped with buffalo fried chicken tenders. Or the Big Tex Burger, brisket and a chuck patty topped with cheddar cheese, applewood smoked bacon, onions, pickles, and barbecue sauce. Oakley's Shuck and Shack features fresh seafood, grilled cheese, and more. They have lobster served three different ways, plus Gulf and Blue Point oysters and oysters Rockefeller. A great place to refuel before or after the game, and you won't have to wait an hour to be served. Oakley's Rustic Grill and Oakley Shuck and Shack at the Route 77 Food Truck Park, 17th and LaSalle Avenue in Waco. Open at 11 every day except Sunday. Climate-controlled inside seating is available. We get you. You're the kind of fan who watches a Rangers game and thinks, that bat would totally complete my dining room. Or maybe... I've got the perfect spot for that base. You're the reason we created the Authentic Store, a magical place where you can find your next prized baseball possession. Everything from game-used baseballs and bases to autographed photos and jerseys. And new items are always being added. Own a piece of the game at texasrangers.com authentics. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer boys.com okay man now from the alan samuel studios
right, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Barfield, Ward Whites, and uh, Aaron Sexton. We're glad you're with us. Drive safely as you make your way home. Our 5 o'clock hour this afternoon is brought to you by VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company currently hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All openings start at 17 bucks an hour, and you can apply at 7601 Imperial Drive. Cowboys win yesterday. Uh, on a dr- dramatic field goal at the end of the football game. And we're joined now by Calvin Watkins from the uh, Dallas Morning News. Calvin, first of all, good afternoon. Appreciate your time. Uh, what a crazy ending to that football game. Your thoughts on the last 40 seconds of that football game? Uh, I thought they screwed it up. But then once. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. We, we, we might not be talking right now. I'll be busy. Uh, <laughs> no, I thought they screwed it up, but then Mike said the the, the play clock disappeared on them, and, and then Kellen couldn't see the clock because the, you know they had those the, the big TV cameras that broadcast the games that got in the way, and there was all kind of confusion. And and then Bones, Foster, special teams coach was like, "We can kick fifty six yarder, no problem, no big deal." And so they said, okay, we got 17 seconds left. And they said, all right, we're going to kick the field goal. And, and then before that, on the, on the play call to Pollard, Kellen told us today he made a bad decision on that play call. And Pollard probably should have kept running off the edge um, to try to get out of bounds. But he, I think he cut it inside. If I, I think that's what happened. So much happened there. and it, But they won, so that's all that matters. It was ugly, but, hey, that all you want to do is win the ball game. That's what happened. Yeah, we were talking about that. I, I, only thing I thought was somebody, there's 14 mm-hmm. people with a headset on. Somebody can tell him how much time's <laughs> left in the damn game. Right. He did say that, like, I guess the two people in that situation that needs to know the clock on the field are McCarthy and, and Kellen Moore. So, so McCarthy's looking at the clock on the field. And, yes, someone up in the box, because the ghost coach is not coming down yet because, you know, you might go to overtime, so those guys are still in the box. So someone should have said, Coach, no, you got 30 seconds left or whatever. I think it was 33 seconds. 33, yep. Started. Yep. Right. So someone should, in the box should said, no, Coach, you got 25 seconds, you're good. But no one did. And then Kellen, he's looking at the clock too, and then he gets blocked off. And then, and then McCarthy said he looked at another – clock and found it but by that time it was too late so they had to kick the field goal so yes i don't know why someone up in the box didn't say coach what, what the hell are you doing i mean <laughs> get run a play let's go we got some time here but no one did so but it ended up working out at, at what and i know that won the game with the field goal but at what point mm-hmm. is special teams going to become if they continue to be what they are right now going to become a liability by taking so many chances on special teams for this football team you know, it's interesting you, you asked me that because uh, we talked to uh, John Fossil about why don't you go for the block punt? I said, you know, what was the thought process? Mm-hmm. And he said, Cowboys fans want us to take risks, so that's why I did it. <laughs> and at first, I, that's what he said. And at first, I thought he was joking, to be honest with you. But then, you know, because I asked him the question. And then Todd Archer, who was ESPN, he asked the same, basically the same question to make sure that he heard the same thing I heard. <laughs> And, and Bones Foster was like, no, our fans want us to go for it. That's what we're going to do. I, I think we're about then, to ask you the same question to make sure we're getting the same <laughs> answer. I mean, are you kidding me already? 
No, no. Like uh, whenever they post the audio of it, I want you guys to listen to it and tell me what you think. Trust me, we will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's crazy, and, and and I thought he was joking at first about it, but no, that's how he he really feels. And then someone asked him about, well, do you talk to McCarthy about these chances? He says, no, I just make the call. And wow. I'm just thinking, so you don't talk to the head coach and say, hey, coach, <laughs> we're gonna try to block this punt. He goes, no, we just, you know, it's just. So I guess. You know, it's wow. interesting because when you're the offensive coordinator or the defensive coordinator, you you do what you do, you know, unless you're the head coach and you call the plays on either side of the ball. But usually, Keller Bowles going to call his play, and that's that. And uh, Dan Quinn's going to call his play, and that's that. With special teams, you, you know, I guess the average person doesn't think that they're calling plays. You know, uh, they might say, okay, we're going to call, we're going to tell CD we want to return here. Or they put such a, uh, they put Tony Pollard out there. They're going to say, you need to do a fair catch, something like that. Um, you know, if you see a certain number of people in the box on a, on a punt, you might fake it, you know, but you know, some of those things you, you want to make sure you talk to the head coach because it flips the field, you know, it's field position. And, um, but you know, John Fossil's got the autonomy to do what he wants. So, God bless. Man, I get it. Wow. If you if you're if you're going return left or return right, you may not ask the head coach. But if you're going to try to block a punt or fake, wow. I mean, that is interesting to say the least. Uh, talk a little bit about Tony Pollard and just what he has done. Uh, I mean this this guy's special right now. Special. Yeah, Tony's done pretty good. Uh, I think we we always kind of knew this coming in here, but. But Zeke Elliott is the, the $90 million guy, so he's getting the ball. But now you're starting to see Pollard really uh, excel here, and it's a good little one-two punch. Um, I think Zeke had 44 snaps in that game, and Pollard might have had 22, 23, something like that. And they were very efficient. I mean, Pollard had like two runs over 20-plus yards, had a very good football game. Um, they went to him in the fourth quarter. He was fresh. Zeke was fresh as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Pollard was like this at Memphis, if you guys remember when he came out. Because remember, there was another guy at Memphis that was uh, the bad the, the bad mofo there, you know, Henderson. And uh, and Pollard was like the number two guy. And even in high school, Pollard was the number two guy. But for some reason, he, he got a Division one scholarship, and he's the number two guy at Memphis. And some reason, he gets drafted in the NFL. And here he is in the NFL, and he's the number two guy, and he's excelling. So, um, I'm, I'm happy for him. He's a good kid, and the Cowboys do need that one-two punch in Zeke and, and Tony Pollard. When you look at what this defense was able to do yesterday against the Chargers, and I know the Chargers shot themselves in the foot a couple of times, but overall, this defense that Dan Quinn has got believing in themselves and flying to the football, how much more confident is this defense for the Cowboys? Uh, you know, I was very concerned about the defense going to this game because they didn't have uh, DeMarcus Lawrence and they didn't have uh, your boy Randy Gregory. But you know what? They they, they, they showed me something uh, yesterday. Uh, Michael Parsons was all over the field, had him at defensive end, and, and, and he did a, a, a heck of a job there. Uh, Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator, he, he has what they call big a, a three-safety package. He calls it the big safety, where he'll put two three safeties on the field one particular safety will cover the tight end. In this case, playing against um, the Chargers, it was Jared Cook. So because he felt like that safety was better suited to cover a tight end in comparison to Vanderish and uh, Jalen Smith. 
and then you had your two other safeties, you know, playing your traditional one to free, one to strong. So you had three safeties on the field. That did a really nice job. Parsons was fantastic. Uh, your boy uh, Trayvon Diggs was just—he's looking like an elite corner right now, and uh, so it ended up working out. And you know, who, you know, I'm sure all of us thought this would have been like a, a game in the '70s, you know, combined. You know, because you know, you're looking at betting slips—not that I bet, but my uncle does—and he's like, "Hey, this is an over. This is an over. This is an over." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, you might be right, Unc." And it was under, and and a lot of that had to do with the defense. Is that more the cover four, what he was utilizing yesterday? It looked like cover four with the two safeties back deep and, and utilizing those. Is that just because of what they had offensively, or could we expect more of that going forward? Uh, maybe so, um, but you're right. Uh, I think it's, it's a matchup base. It's, you know, like Tampa had Gronkowski, mm-hmm. but they didn't they didn't use it. You know, they instead they had Mike trying to cover him, and that was disastrous. So then they decided, you know what, let's put a traditional safety there. That's got the length, Javon Curse. Let's put him out there, and that's what they did. Um, the next week, it was like Urs from Philly, he, he, I think he got COVID, so he might not play Monday night. Who knows? But I think each week it's going to be something different with the packages, and I think that gives the Cowboys a little bit of an advantage because it would be harder for offenses to scheme against them. Talking with Calvin Watkins from uh, the, the uh, Dallas Morning News. Calvin, you, you mentioned Micah Parsons and, and what he was able to do yesterday. Could you see this being a permanent move? I, I know that, you know, we, we've got several weeks without Demarcus Lawrence, but as well as he played out on that edge, could that be a permanent situation? Uh, Dan Quinn was asked that, and he was kind of like, nah, not really. We kind of like Micah as a linebacker. That's what he is. You know, and Randy Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence are your defensive ends, and you will get them back at some point. I don't think Mike can be a full-time defensive end because I don't think he's big enough. Like when you look at Joey Bosa, uh, that's that's a defensive end who could also stand up and rush from out as an outside linebacker sometimes. But Micah, I think you want to keep him in, in, in a versatile role: defensive end, outside linebacker, middle linebacker. And it is harder for offenses to kind of contain him in that in that manner. And imagine you have Parsons, Lawrence, Gregory rushing the passer, and you know we won't see that until maybe later in the year mm. when Lawrence comes back. But you got a pretty good defense going, and especially when Parsons gets better as a pass rusher, he looked fantastic yesterday. But Quinn said no, he doesn't want to put him there full time. He likes the versatility with, with Parsons. And here's the other thing. They got some linebackers who might not be here next year, Van Der Esch and, and Smith. So you need a linebacker, and that's Michael Parsons. But for right now, the versatility helps them. How is the health of Amari Cooper today? Uh, he's got bruised ribs, and uh, they're not going to really practice on Wednesday because, it, you know, they're playing Monday night, so things got pushed back at a day. So um, uh, they're bruised. Uh, I think he got hurt in week one, to be honest with you. That's what McCarthy said. He got hurt in week one a little bit. And then he made that catch at the end of the game, that little slant on the last drive. And I think it really uh, affected him then again, bothered him again. So right now it's so early to tell. But if he doesn't practice Wednesday, I wouldn't have an alarm because they have a Monday night game, so he has that extra day to get ready. Calvin was uh, – and, and it certainly 
we could see on television that there was plenty of Cowboy fans there, but at times it seemed like that was a pro-Dallas crowd in, in that stadium. Oh, yeah. You know, the funny thing is, L.A. is a Laker town, right, and a Dodger town. And when it comes to football, they'll take the Rams over the Chargers. The Chargers are in San Diego. You know, that's, that's – and, and they don't have a lot of fans. The fan base is very small in Los Angeles. So there were a ton of Cowboy fans in that stadium. Um, Terrence Steele played right tackle yesterday. He said, we didn't need a solid count, you know, and um, <laughs> because Cowboy fans, I mean, Cowboys fans, one thing they'll do, they will buy their tickets, airline tickets and plane, the airline tickets and their, and their game tickets because they want to support their team. I would say the Cowboys have probably one of the best fan bases in terms of traveling in the NFL. Green Bay travels, Pittsburgh travels, but, man, the Cowboys, is unbelievable how, how their fans travel. What did you feel about the mix of run and pass yesterday, Kellen Moore calling the game overall? Uh, I really liked it. Because um, remember the first week they played Tampa, and I'm sure you guys are like, it's on the ball over the field. Mm-hmm. And then – now they have got to run past balance. And the interesting thing that Kellen Moore said was, hey, if the game dictates that we got to throw it 80 times, that's what we're going to do. If you get mad, you get mad. I don't care. I'm trying to win the ball game. But if there's a game that comes to them where they have to run the ball 25 times, so be it. We'll run it 25 times. Whatever it takes to win this game, that's what they're going to do. And that's okay. In that particular game, I'm sure you guys saw it, the Chargers had two safeties deep. So they're saying we're taking away the deep ball because that's what they did in the first week against Tampa. So they're taking that away. We're going to let you throw it underneath. Um, we're not going to – we're going to give it a light box because they didn't stack the box like Tampa did. So you didn't have eight in the box. So they said, okay, let's run the ball. And they ran away from Joey Bosa, who was lined up against Steele, uh, you know, a right tackle. So they ran away from uh, Bosa. And then when Bosa flipped to the other side, they said, okay, you're going to be against Tyron Smith. We'll still run it by you. You know, so that was the game plan. And they had a they set the tone very early. Uh, they had three possessions in that first quarter. It was a really good game plan. So I think you make your adjustments week to week. It makes it harder for defenses to defend you. But that's what you have to do to win. And by the way, I would imagine, I don't know if you guys get the grades or anything, I would imagine still graded out really well. He, he played a heck of a good football game yesterday. Yeah, he did. Uh, he, yeah, I, I watched him a lot. Uh, it's hard to watch the offensive line for, you know, three hours. But uh, I did watch him a little bit more than I normally would have. He did a nice job on Bosa. He had some help from Zach Martin. But for the majority of the time, it was him one-on-one with uh, Joey Bosa. And he, and he held his own. A couple of times he did some stunts, and, he, and, and Bosa got through. But no, uh, McCarthy said he, he graded out really well. And if he continues to play well for the next four more weeks until Lyle Collins comes back, you have to think about, do we want Lyle Collins to come back in 2022? You know, because you got this young kid, the second-year player, who is getting valuable playing time right now. So, uh, as long as he keeps moving in the right direction, he should be fine. I know we talked about Micah Parsons and what he was able to do in that football game, and that's because of what was dictated and what they were running on the defensive scheme of things. But do you hold your breath as much as I do every time I watch Jalen Smith drop back in coverage? Yeah, that's not his. That's not his best strength. But um, you know what? Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. Um, and the problem I have with Jalen, it's not really a problem. It's just his, his, physically he can't do it anymore. And it's not because he's old. It's you know you guys know he had that severe injury at Notre Dame, 
Mm-hmm. And he was a, a top five pick, right? I, I think he was, right? He would have yep. been. Mm-hmm. And now he goes, and, he, and if the Cowboys didn't draft him, who knows if he would have got drafted at all? So he doesn't have that lateral movement that he should have um, to cover tight ends. And that's why you got Micah Parsons out there. Uh, but I just thought Jalen did play a good game yesterday. But it does worry me when you get him when you get Jalen in space sometimes. Even though he did a couple open field tackles yesterday in that game, but long long term, I don't know if you can depend on him, especially in the passing game, to cover somebody. Hey Calvin, man, we uh, we appreciate your time. Thanks for the uh, the great insight on the on the on the game yesterday. We uh, we look forward to visiting with you again soon. Same to you guys. Uh, let's talk soon. All right. Sounds good. Calvin Watkins from the Dallas Morning News uh, with us here this afternoon as the uh, Cowboys win yesterday over the uh, Chargers to even their record at 1-1, one and, one, and they'll host the Philadelphia Eagles Monday night. Our broadcast will begin at 6 o'clock Monday evening right here on ESPN Central Texas. Stay with us when we come back. It's uh, my exclusive one-on-one conversation with Coach Dave Aranda. We'll do that coming up in just a couple of minutes. But right now, it's time for our Cowboy Update with Christy Kiss. Christy Scales, and it's brought to you by Dr. Rao Ali of Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro, a board-certified pain specialist. Call Dr. Ali today at 469-562-4188. Hey, everyone. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Last week's GOAT is this week's hero as Greg Zerline nails a 56-yarder as time expires to give the Cowboys the win at the Chargers. You'll hear from the Cowboy kicker after this. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Whether you're getting ready to purchase a home, setting up a college fund for your kids, or preparing for retirement, you're working hard to live a life you love. And you deserve peace of mind knowing your home, loved ones, and future are protected. At SWBC, we can help you assess your personal situation and create a customized solution to make sure you're prepared for whatever life throws your way. Visit SWBC.com to learn about your mortgage, insurance, and wealth management options today. That's SWBC.com. The Cowboys topped the Chargers in L.A. yesterday, 20-17, with kicker Greg Zerline hitting a 56-yard field goal as time expired. Mentally, you're always thinking, it's on you. Really, you try not to think about what distance is it from. You just pick your spot and just being confident and trusting the swing. And so, to get a win is awesome. Anytime you get a win in the NFL, it's fantastic because winning this league is very hard. Credit the Cowboy defense with two interceptions, including safety DeMonte KZ's fourth quarter pick in the end zone. On offense, Dallas ran for 198 yards with rushing touchdowns by Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard. The Cowboys are now 1-1 one and, one and tied for first place in the NFC East. With the Cowboys at the star, I'm Christy Scales. If you suffer from chronic pain, whether it's neck or back, arthritis, migraines, or any part of your body, it doesn't have to be that way. Dr. Rao Ali is a board-certified pain specialist that offers his services to Central Texans from Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro. He can find the best treatment to help you improve daily function and increase your quality of life. Call Dr. Rao Ali for an appointment, 469-562-4188. That number again, 469-562-4188. He raids your fridge. Yada brada. Borrows your car without asking. Scratches? 
What scratches? He's your brother-in-law. I'll pay you back. He takes what's yours, and there's nothing you can do. But when identity thieves want to take what's yours, you can do something. LifeLock by Norton monitors your info and alerts you to potential threats. If you become a victim, they can help fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com using promo code NEWS. Have you heard about the new Korean barbecue taco? That's right. Way Cool Tacos and Tamales at Union Hall is the place to get them. The mouth-watering Korean barbecue taco. Caramelized bulgogi beef, Asian slaw, cilantro with sriracha lime and mayo served on a flour tortilla. Way Cool Tacos and Tamales in Union Hall. Handcrafted with love and inspired by their family's generations of Tex-Mex recipes. Located in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in Waco. Your body needs essential nutrients to keep you healthy and feeling good. While these nutrients are found in the food we eat, most adults don't get everything they need through diet alone. That's where Cooper Complete comes in. Visit coopervitaminquiz.com and take the vitamin needs assessment. When you do, you'll not only find the right supplements for you, you'll get 10% off your next purchase. That's coopervitaminquiz.com for 10% off Cooper Complete supplements and the knowledge you need to fill the nutrient gaps left by your diet. It is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Earlier today, our very own Tom Barfield had a chance to sit down with Baylor head coach Dave Aranda exclusively on ESPN Central Texas. Coach, let's begin on the defensive side of the football. Seven points given up Saturday, seven points the previous week. That obviously gives your football team a great opportunity in the football game. They've continued to improve. I think um, our ability to play team defense and play within the scheme, and um, you know, so we're talking about like no missed assignments, right? Limited number of missed tackles, uh, being where they need to be, having great communication so that we're all doing our one eleventh and playing as one really strong unit. I think we're making strides that way. We have not done that yet, so our best football there is still ahead of us. When you went back and looked at the video, was it complimentary football? I mean, did the offense complement the defense, special teams, so on and so forth? Because it looked like watching on television that that was a very clean football game. No, I appreciate that. That's something we, we strive for. We talk about team, unit, and then me. And so um, everything we do is it, we're striving for the team to be front and center and then offense, defense below that. And then me as an, as an individual, the lowest of all of it. And so I think, you know, team-wise, say there's a long drive on the defense, right, that the offense responds. Or let's say offensively we go for it on fourth down and we don't convert, the defense steps up and responds, right? Or say offense turns the ball over, defense responds. And so playing complementary football that way, I think, is what we're striving for. So I thought there was good things. Um, we're still on a road of improvement there. Do you feel like the opening drive of the football game kind of set the tone? Because that was as clean an opening drive as I've seen in a long time. It was good to get um, that running game going. And I thought, you know, Gary was able to have both feet in the ground, see stuff clean, get the ball off on time. You know, I think fourth downs played a role in there too. Uh, the O-line really got their feet underneath them. And I think from that point on, they felt 
pretty comfortable of what they were going to see and how they were going to play it. So it was a, it was a big drive. You mentioned the running game. When you look at the numbers of Ebner and you look at the numbers of Smith, they're very, very similar. But they, they're certainly different type of running backs. I would, I would suspect that that creates uh, a scheme issue for, for your opponents. Yeah, you know, Eb is great on the perimeter. He's great in space. He's worked really hard and being a downhill runner, and he's improved greatly. I think his um, care factor and his want to and all that improvement has been key to it, you know. And so he can still get better. I think he'll admit to that. So he's excited about getting better, you know. And then I think with Abe, it's, you know, physicality, downhill, you know, um, continuing to work on, on catching the ball out of the backfield and being a little bit more versatile. And so I think each of those guys are working hard to uh, shore up, you know, things that they can improve on. And all in all, man, it just gets us better and better. And not to give away game plan or anything, but I was watching the ball game and in your short yardage offense, you got in two tights. You got in a true eye formation with a fullback and quarterback under center. Is there more of that possibly coming outside the red zone? Yeah, you know, the ability to get in those big sets, I think people don't really practice that anymore. And they have to pull up like, you know, 1980s NFL, you know, uh, film they got um, with the Washington Redskins or something to kind of see what that looks like. And so I think any time that you can um, play to your strengths, which I think is the central point of it all, is that we've got guys that we feel comfortable in moving people and putting faces on other people's faces is that when you have that ability, let's let's do that and let's create mismatches. In your press conference today, you were talking about uh, this week's opponent, Iowa State, and you talked about the physicality of their football team. Does that force your football team to match their physicality on Saturday? Yeah, I wouldn't think of it that way. I would think of like us doing our our best, like today, for example, is Tell the Truth Monday. And so uh, making all the, you know, I, I think first, like, pulling back every Sunday every Monday you've got a brand new football squad right you got a brand new team the same guys right same players all that but in terms of beliefs in terms of grounded confidence in terms of maybe a little anxiety maybe a little bit of faltering belief right all of that is new every Sunday or Monday and so like being real with what's real I think is where it starts and so you know um, having an awareness of kind of where we're at and what just happened, and this is what this is the reality of where we're at. Here's where how we can move forward. I think it starts there, and then I think the ability to take that into like tell the truth Monday into where, hey, this is the good, this is the bad, right? Here's how we're getting better. We need to have great ownership from you guys as coaches. We'll take ownership, and then we got practice today, so let's have the best practice we can have in terms of effort, in terms of energy terms of execution, right? We do those things and stack those things. And then we're putting our standard on display, which I would feel comfortable doing. Talk a little bit about the, their personnel well, on the offensive side. Now, obviously, Purdy is a, just a talented quarterback. Yeah, I think um, he's able to make plays with his legs. I think he's got a really good, um, good feel for um, throwing the ball on the run. And so he's able to manipulate people when he gets out of the pocket and receivers um, can feel when that is happening and adjust with them. So that's been dangerous uh, for opposing defenses. 
think the O line is physical. They 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 push people and move people. I think tight ends returning. I mean, all American. He's got uh, there's a mismatch issue there in terms of uh, his ability to catch the ball down the field. I think um, you know receivers are. They remind me of some of the guys that we've got, where like they make contested catches, right? If you press them, they can do a good job of getting off a of press. And so, um, you know, there's they've been in a fair amount of tight games, and all of those skill guys have made a play that have contributed to a win in a tight game. So that to to as a coach, you just that speaks volumes. And so I think offensively, it's a challenge. When you when you talk about their defense, you say they play an extra man up top. Talk a little bit about that and explain what that means from from a viewer and a listener. Yeah, so um, they play you know umbrella defense, so they'll play five guys across in the secondary. So they have two corners and they'll have two safeties, but then they put another another safety right in the middle of the formation. Um, so if, it's t- if, if an offense was on a two-by-two two formation, meaning two eligible receivers to the left and two eligible receivers to the right, the running back is now going to be the number three eligible guy either way. So that middle safety is aligning on him. If it's three-by-one, meaning three receivers one way and one receiver the other way, right? and there's a back in the backfield somewhere, that safety is aligned on number three to the trip side. And so I think it just, you can't read what the coverage is. It could be cover two, could be cover three, could could be quarters, cover four. And so um, they make it all look the same. It's gotta be a post-snap read. And then there's, a f- you know, the linebackers, because of that safety alignment, um, are almost like a, um, there used to be like, the Cowboys used to run like what was called a flex defense. So there'd mm-hmm. be kind of a D lineman slightly off the ball. And he would plug if the run was to him, and he would kind of fold if the run was away. And um, in a similar way, their linebackers play that. Now they're not a D lineman, and they're not you know a yard off the ball. They're three and a half yards off the ball, but they're plugging on plays coming to him because there's a that safety is really the the so-called linebacker that's going to clean everything up. So very unique in their attack, and I think it challenges quite quite um, a few people. Uh, a lot of respect for their coordinator, Hecock, and what they've done. They're a tough outfit. You talk about the read. Is 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 that going to be the, the big challenge this week for, for Gary is, to, is to, to read that after the snap? Yeah, I think, you know, um, trying to get in um, to the best play call, trying to um, um, have some poise at the start of the down to get an idea of rotation and, you know, leverages and, and uh, matchups that we like. And then I think uh, for us, like the ability to establish a run game and then be able to play off of that fastball with our change or curve, you know, irregardless of what it is, but I think it has to start on the ground first. It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat, your daily dose of green and gold. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday. Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor football runs its record to 3-0 on the season with a win in their conference opener at Kansas. That and more straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Parenting is full of surprises. You never know what to expect. 
So after our son was born, I called my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent to set up a life insurance policy in case something happened to me. Sawyer is now two. And we'll soon have a sister. There's no one else I would trust with protecting my family. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfvinsurance.com for an agent you can trust with life's most important decisions. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. Here we go from the 31. It's Abram Smith in the backfield now off to the left side of Bohannon. Fake the handoff. Oh, pass they, near side to R.J. Snead to the 40. <laughs> 45 slips out of a tackle. He's still on his feet at the 40, the 30, the 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, R.J. Snead. 69 yards. First play from scrimmage in the third quarter. And Baylor ups the lead to 20 to 7 over Kansas. One of the highlights from Saturday's 45-7 Baylor win over Kansas in Lawrence, courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield. RJ Sneed with a big day for the Bears. Six catches for 128 yards as the Bears win it to run their record to 3-0 on the season. 1-0 in Big 12 Conference play. After the game, RJ visited with our Ricky Thompson. Yeah, I just had to give it to O-line, and then plus the receivers, Drew and Taekwon, you know, uh, they both made some key blocks and allowed me to spring open for a touchdown. Yeah, I didn't I thought maybe Taekwon wanted him to hand you the ball or something. He was yeah, running he in was there with close, you. but no, I appreciate <laughs> him. He took two guys, and like, that's a real teammate right there. Yeah, it really is. I thought you made a real good cut after the catch to get into the open. Then Taekwon took you in. 3-0, and heading into a game against a ranked Iowa State team at home gold out that's going to be a huge football game yes sir it's a good feeling you know be three and no especially look back a year ago was not the same so being 3-0 and uh just get back to waco and you know saying get ready for Iowa state that's gonna be a good week rj sneed with ricky thompson following the baylor win saturday at kansas next up the 14th ranked iowa state cyclones coming to waco for a gold out game at mclean stadium this saturday 230 kickoff for baylor and 14th ranked iowa state also from the weekend, Baylor Volleyball, a sweep of McNeese State 3-0 on Saturday. Volleyball opening Big 12 play this weekend in Manhattan against Kansas State. And soccer played to a 1-1 draw with San Francisco Sunday afternoon at Betty Lou Mays Field. The match called early because of a heat advisory. It will go down as a 1-1 draw, leaving Baylor at 4-3-3 on the season Soccer opening Big 12 play on Thursday at Oklahoma State. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. The Bears back home at McLean Stadium this Saturday hosting the Iowa State Cyclones. 12.30 for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 2.30 kickoff with John, JJ, and Ricky. He is in. Touchdown, Tristan Hebner. Bears. Cyclones this Saturday from McLean Stadium here on your home for Baylor Big 12 football, ESPN Central Texas.
Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial needs are in good hands. It's your bank, Alliance Bank Central Texas, with two Waco locations, 4721 Bosque Boulevard and 191 Archway Drive on Highway 84 and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. At the Good Feet Store, all it takes is a free fitting to see how our personally fit arch supports can help relieve your pain. Just listen to Pam. I walked all day in my cowboy boots. The pain from my back was killing me. Finally, I just tried the Good Feet Store. The gentlemen fit me with arch supports. They just helped me. Relief could be steps away. See for yourself with a free fitting and test walk at the Good Feet Store today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet Store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a Thai manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All openings start at $17 an hour or more. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco, to apply. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weich with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Baylor moves to 3-0 after beating Kansas 45-7 on Saturday. The Bears get ready to host number 14 Iowa State this Saturday at 2:30. Three teams in the Big 12 in the top 25. Oklahoma drops to number four. Iowa State stays at number 14, and Kansas State enters at number 25. UMHB rolls on Saturday, beating Southwestern 54-3. The crew is now at number two in the nation in the D3 football poll after North Central Illinois took the top spot. Greg Zerline hit a 56-yard field goal as time expired and the Cowboys got past the Chargers 20-17 to move to 1-1. Cowboys home opener next Monday night versus the Eagles. Rangers lose the weekend series to the White Sox. Now Texas hits the road to face the Yankees. 6:05 first pitch and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on game time. All right, welcome back into the program. This is the Grab Bag here on ESPN Central Texas. Let's start with the uh, top 25 in college football. We didn't get a chance to talk about that earlier today. Uh, Alabama's number one, Georgia's number two, and I think, Ward, I think we all will agree Alabama's number one and yes. Georgia's number two. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, that's, there's, there's no mistaking that. Uh, OU checks in at four. Aggies are at seven. The uh, future Big 12 rep, the uh, Cincinnati Bearcats are in at uh, number eight. Uh, Florida remains, despite losing, they remain number 11 in the country. Uh, they lost to Alabama, and I thought that was a, a hard-fought football game. That was that was a pretty good football game that Florida played. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. they uh, they made a, a good showing of themselves. Uh, the uh, Baylor Bears opponent, the Iowa State Cyclones, they check in at number 14. BYU will, uh, will come uh, another future Big 12 opponent, will be number 15. Arkansas is number 16 as they continue to roll. And then another uh, Big 12 school has checked into the poll at uh, number 25. That's the Kansas State Wildcats. So you got uh, current Big 12 members. You got Oklahoma at four. You got uh, Iowa State at 14. And you got K-State at 25. And uh, anything jump out 
there. Mm. You know, I'm sh- and honestly, I'm not kidding you when I say this. I'm sh- Texas ran Rice out of the gym, which they should have. Yeah, I'm surprised they're not in the back. They're not back <laughs> in the top. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. I'm surprised they're not back in the top twenty-five. You're probably right. Yeah, he's <laughs> one of them deals. All right, so we, we've talked a lot about Iowa State and Baylor coming up at uh, two thirty. That is Fox TV, by the way. It's ESPN Radio, uh, right here on uh, ninety-two. Point three and sixteen sixty AM and one hundred point nine FM down in Temple, but it's all it's uh, also on Fox TV. Uh, Tech is at Texas. That's the eleven AM game on ABC. SMU and TCU. That's the battle for the uh, kitchen. Yeah, it's the you kitchen utensil bowl. Uh, wow. <laughs> SMU and TCU at eleven AM. Uh, Kansas and Duke will be a uh, three o'clock kick, and Kansas State visits Oklahoma State. West Virginia will take on Oklahoma. So there you go. That uh, that is what's going on in the Big Twelve here on uh, on this uh, on this second week of conference play for Baylor. Opening week for just about everybody else. So there you go. Uh, let's see what else do we have going on here. Oh, uh, in the soccer game yesterday, they played to a one-one draw. It was uh, 1-1 Baylor and San Francisco when they called the game in the 71st minute because of a heat advisory. It was toasty yesterday. So wow. in that 71st, I, I, I haven't heard of that very often. But, I haven't either. Uh, I, I think from, for, from a precautionary standpoint, in that 71st minute, they decided to, uh, to call the game, and it goes down as a 1-1 draw. So there you go. Uh, let's see, what else do we have? Uh, the Heart of Texas Fellowship of Christian Athletes will host its 22nd annual Grant Taft Golf Tournament. That's coming up a week from today at Ridgewood Country Club. This, this year's presenting sponsor is Baylor University and D1 Training. They're going to have a full field of 108 golfers participating, and this is something that Coach Taft started a long time ago. He wanted to make sure there was a full FCA staff uh, in, uh, in Central Texas, and to get that started, they started this golf tournament to start raising those funds, and, uh, man, it has, uh, it has worked really, really well, and things have turned out really good. So uh, Coach Taft will uh, be front and center to welcome and thank all the players, and the tournament is scheduled for a uh, 1245 shotgun start next Monday over at Ridgewood. So you, not only are you playing for a great cause, but you're playing a great golf tournament and a great golf course. So should be a lot of fun. And that is next Monday uh, at Ridgewood. All right, uh, 542. We're 18 away from 6. And uh, let's take a second here and talk about Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Uh, same ownership, same family-operated business. We're talking about the Emory's. Four generations, in fact, uh, which is a rarity in today's business environment. You know, they offer the best in custom metal buildings, residential metal roofing, hay and equipment barns, garage and carport covers, angle iron. They carry all sizes of pipes from one-half inch to 24 inches for all those fencing needs. They also uh, have square tubing, one-half inch to six inches for all those uh, those weekend projects such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. Those deer stands, man, it's that time. I mean, it's just around the corner. If you haven't started, you need to. They also uh, stock American-made grade 60 rebar. And basically what I'm telling you is they're your one-stop shop for all your steel needs. If uh, if you're building a metal building or a barnuminium, check out Pioneer Steel and Pipe. They can help you find the best contractor for 
that job. They're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 till 5. They're open on Saturdays from 8 until noon. they got a location at Bryan and also at 913 South Loop Drive and Orchard Lane. And if you want to check them out online, you can do that 24-7 at pioneerboys.com. We're talking about uh, the Emery's. We're talking about Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Waco Lions football on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Johnny Tusa, Darren Burra, and me this Friday night as the Lions take on Cedar Hill. Our broadcast begins at 7 o'clock with the pregame. We'll have the kickoff and all the action at 7.30. Following the game, it's the Friday night high school football scoreboard show presented by Southwest Sports Medicine. Waco High football on ESPN Central Texas. My house has a new glow. football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner it's time to replace those old windows when you call universal windows direct it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member universal's exclusive unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by energy star for eight consecutive years they offer zero percent financing for 60 months that's zero percent financing for 60 months contact universal windows Direct for a free in home estimate, universalwindowscentraltexas.com, or call 254 301 7760. And don't forget, check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows, they've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it, the most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that mother nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Have you been thinking about a new deck for your home, lake house, or country place, or maybe a new pergola for your backyard, or redoing a room to give it a more western or rustic look? If the answer is yes, we invite you to come see us at Redwoods Incorporated. We take pride in having the best selection in the greater Waco area for top quality wood products. It makes no difference if you are just wanting ideas, curious about probable cost, or want us to recommend an outstanding contractor. Our folks at Redwoods Incorporated want to help you from start to finish. Come visit with Greg or Scott and see our new showroom conveniently located on Esther Drive, just off North Valley Mills behind Applebee's Restaurant. Redwoods Incorporated wants you to know no project is too big or too small for us to give you our personal attention. So please call us at 772-5243 or just stop by Redwoods Incorporated anytime and let us show you how helpful we can be. You'll be glad you did. 
If you miss country music under the star-studded Texas sky, this year's Heart of Texas Fair and Rodeo concert lineup is perfect for you. Dance the night away with Chris Jansen and Cody West on Friday, October 8th. Well, you can buy me a boat. Then, Jameson Rogers and Giovanni and the Hired Guns will perform Saturday, October 9th. Some girls never Learn more about the Bud Light Music Stage concert lineup and purchase your tickets at hotfair.com. We'll see you there. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. Speaking of Alan Samuels, thanks to uh, Ted Teague and all the fine folks at Alan Samuels for sponsoring game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business, where you can check out the new 2021 Grand Cherokee, the most awarded SUV ever with beautiful curves and designs. The Grand Cherokee carries itself with rugged elegance, with elegant interior, luxurious fabric, and premium finishes. You could drive this incredible SUV. Come check out the folks at Alan Samuels in Waco. Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. Again, 201 West Loop 340. And you can check them out online at alansamuelsdcj.com. Uh, many thanks to everyone who's been a part of our program today. Thanks to Jerry Hill, uh, the uh, Director of Sports Journalism, for coming on the program and talking to Baylor football with us this afternoon. Also, thanks to Calvin Watkins from the Dallas Morning News for being a part of the program and to Baylor football coach Dave Aranda for being on the show as well. We will do it again tomorrow afternoon at 4 o'clock as uh, we uh, continue getting you ready for football this weekend as we uh, we look ahead to High school football, and we look ahead to the Monday night matchup between the Cowboys and the Eagles. And, of course, we get you ready for the Bears and the Cyclones coming up at uh, McLean Stadium this Saturday afternoon at two at uh, 2.30. Thanks to everyone who's been a part of the show. And for Ward and for Aaron, I'm Tom. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow at 4. This is the Spectrum Big 12 Blitz, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference football. Here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris.